that, then we'll hear from our pastor, give us the word, amen. At this time, we're going to have a moment of release for the things we might have went through this week or whatever, or just this morning, Heavenly Father, whatever might be, be in your mind, whatever might be hindering your service, getting, getting your glory to God, if we're going to take a moment of release at this moment, if you would. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we thank you, thank you for this morning, another Sunday morning, we're able to come to the house of the Lord. And as we're here this morning, Heavenly Father, at the Vision Church, my Father, we want to pray to you, Heavenly Father, asking you, Lord, to forgive us anything we might have done, Heavenly Father, that's not right with you. Anything that might be hindering our mind, our hearts from giving in this service, to giving you the best, so we can receive your word, Heavenly Father, in the way you're meant to be. So we want to thank you for these things, ask you, ask you of these things, and forgive us our sins, Lord Jesus. And then and, and let us just have a good time in your name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. As we go into our worship service on this morning, it's great to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. So we go into the song that says, suddenly, we're going to take it back for y'all. There's been a change in me, once blind but now I see God gave me victory. Suddenly, suddenly, Jesus did it. Oh, yes, he did, and he 
thank God. Come on, how many believe he did it suddenly? Amen. Come on, <clears throat> let's thank him this morning for his grace and his mercy. How many believe that he can change your life suddenly? How many believe that he can turn it around for you suddenly? Come on, let's give him a hand clap of praise this morning. want to welcome you to the presence of God. Amen. Welcome you to this service. Amen. We are privileged this morning to be able to come into the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to worship and praise his holy name. I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. How many are grateful to be in the house one more time? Amen. How many know that God is a way maker? Come on. How many believe that? <clears throat> Amen that he can turn things around for you suddenly. Come on, somebody, just say suddenly. He can turn it around. He can pick you up. He can turn you around. He can place your feet on a solid ground. Why? Because he's God, y'all. Come on, how many believe that there's a God and he's real and he's available and he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even think, amen? I am grateful, I am grateful this morning <clears throat> to be here in the presence of our God, amen. Again, we want to say thank you for those watching online. Hope that you would make it to the house of God, amen, if you can. There's no presence like the Lord's presence, amen. And I want to encourage somebody here to let you know that, um, yes, we're still in a pandemic, but you still there's still room here at the Vision Church for you. Amen. 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 Just want to make some housekeeping uh, announcements, please, if you can, if you can. Amen. I know, I know sometimes we want convenience and all that, uh, but our parking lot is open again. 
Amen. Now I was I was going to get a, a, a golf cart so we can bring y'all from the parking lot to the front door, but I figured that we need our steps. Come on, tell your neighbor we need some steps. Amen. We, we wouldn't you think it'd be good for your heart? Amen. And I, I counted the steps. Amen. It's about 75 steps from the parking lot to the front door. Depends on how fast you're walking. Amen. So listen, I want to encourage you. Amen. And the reason why I want to encourage you to park over there is because when your cars are parked on the side and things like that, it, it can be wide open. You understand what I'm saying? For, to get hit and things like that. And then, you know, but if, if there's no room there, then we'll use that as our go-to. Amen. So let's try to start making that our protocol. We're going to get flags and stuff out there that says parking and things like that. Amen. So please, if you could do me a favor and start using the parking lot. Amen. Um, we would appreciate it. Amen. Really, we would appreciate it. And then it's going to help us so the grass won't grow up real high. So just certain things we're trying to do to improve here. Amen. Because and plus, we want to make sure that your vehicles are protected while you're outside. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise for that. Uh, listen, uh, we we had our marriage ER. My goodness, our marriage ER on yesterday. <clears throat> I want to tell you something. We we left out of there uh, better. How many how many married people say you left out better? Nobody. Okay, good. Use the same setting for this. Hmm. Who's mine? Oh, well, here we do. It's all right. Get my set high. All right. Okay. Just program it to to my settings. Okay. All right. Amen. So we just had technical difficulties. Okay. So let me get back to marriage ER. So marriage ER was such a success yesterday. Uh, and, and we kept hearing, man, I wish it was longer. Um, uh, we need this. Amen. Uh, we need more of this. All right. So what we decided to do uh, in March, we usually have another ER. It's a family ER. And what we're going to do is we're going to turn that to marriage ER too. Amen. So we are going to do, um, we're, do, we're going to do marriage ER2, amen. We're going to do marriage ER2. And you, when I'll let you know, all you're going to do is do the same thing for registration. It's going to, but it's going to be, you're going to text marriage ER2 to that same 94,000 number, amen. And you'll be able to get set up and registered. I would register early because the people that came, the people from the outside that came and got the information yesterday, and we had a host of people online, uh, they were blessed by it. Amen. Come on, let's thank God. How many, how many believe that that's what we need? We need to have a platform where our marriages and our even sing, we're going to do a singles ER. We're going to do a family ER. We're going to do these different things to help 
different people groups in our church. Amen. Listen, Sister Hunt and I left here yesterday encouraged. Amen. And we implemented a few things in our lives. Amen. That made us better. Amen. So the, the marriage ER2 is going to be more, we're going to do more workshop style. We're going to do more break-offs. I believe the men need a little bit more time. The women need a little bit more time together. Well, we had a great time, didn't we, Reverend? Amen. The men were really uh, transparent. It was good to have some men who were transparent about their struggles. And, and wise, let me say this. It's good when you have a platform where your husband can come and he can share, and then you have a platform where you can share, amen, with other women and things like that, other wives, and so, so, so listen. And then what we did, we adjusted time a little bit. We're going to start at 10 instead of 11, and we're going to end at 3.30. So we kind of got two more hours in there to uh, two and a half hours more. I'm telling you, when we looked up, it was 2 o'clock, y'all, and we didn't even know it was 2 o'clock yet. So, um, so listen, uh, join us for Marriage ER2, and um, this time you'll be able to order your shirts uh, as you register. If you did not order a shirt, we can get you all that set up. Listen, we're just doing everything five-star, amen, for the glory of God, amen. Uh, we are going to keep it definitely to 10 persons, 10 couples only, and then um, also uh, virtually we'll do 20 couples virtually. We'll keep the same amount of numbers. Uh, we just want to make sure that we're serving everybody correctly. Amen? Amen. Also, uh, we have our ushers, uh, greeters, and security day coming up. Annual day is coming up on the second Sunday of this month. Amen. We're going to be celebrating our ushers who, who, who will you see them on their posts every week. Amen. And all of that. So we just want to be a blessing to them. Amen. Also, um, men, we're meeting today after the 9 a.m. service. Amen. At 1015. Join me in the conference area so we can have a conversation. Amen. We can continue our conversation from last week. Amen. That's all I have for today. Um, we're going to make ready now to worship God with our gifts, get into the word of God, and then we will get ready for our next service. Amen. Also, if you're interested in seminary, um, spring semester starts. Amen. Semester starts on March 7th. We have Bible study methods. We have Christian counseling certification. All these different classes coming up. Join us. Amen. To, to develop and improve in your Christian journey. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your mercy and grace. Thank you for the gifts. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us as you have and Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus, God, that you would touch the hearts of the people who have given today. Lord, please, God, continue to show us, God, the principles. Help us to believe it and help us to apply it. 
so that we can become the people you called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. All right. Amen. 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 To God be the glory for the great things he's done. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise, man. Amen. I just feel like something good is going to come about today. Amen. I came in. How many came with an ex expectation this morning that you were expecting something? Amen. 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 Boy, that marriage of y'all, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all the truth. Amen. We, we did an evaluation at the top of our time together, and we realized we all was in trouble. <laughs> And also, I want to thank all the volunteers, the staff volunteers. Thank you so much, Sister Lucindy and uh, Sister Gail and Sister uh, James and uh, Deacon Hurd and Reverend and all the people who volunteered, Sister Hunt, amen, who uh, put it all together. And so uh, we thank God that when the people came in, they really felt like it was a five-star situation they were in. And, be, and I believe we, we are in a five-star situation. Amen. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles now to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're still here with Daniel. I mean, uh, David. Amen. Maybe I'll go to Daniel next. Daniel, I mean, David uh, is here facing Goliath. And we are moving into the particulars of this particular um, message. And um, as we look at it, First uh, Samuel chapter 17, verse 41, 41 to 44, it says the Philistine came and approached David with the shield bearer in front of him. Ain't that something? When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him. For well, he was but a youth and ruddy with a handsome appearance. The Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? The Philistine cursed David by his gods. He cussed him out. The Philistine also said to David, come to me. And I will give you, I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beast of the fields. Amen. I want to talk about this morning facing your giants, but I want to talk about finding your God-given potential. Finding your God-given potential. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your unmerited favor. I ask that you'd forgive me of my sins, cleanse me of all unrighteousness, create in me, Lord, a clean heart, Lord. Remove anything in me, God, that may come between your people and the message, Lord. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would touch our hearts. Make us attentive to your word so that we can be transformed when we leave here. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Thank you, ushers. Finding your God-given potential. Amen. In the race of life, it's, it's like a contest stamina and endurance and faith but you got to remember one thing that you're never alone 
The reason why I say that is because others have run before us. And we've seen that they have been victorious. Our potential is God's gift to us. What we do with our potential is our gift to God. I'm saying one more time. Our potential is God's gift to us. But what we do with the potential is our gift to God. Webster's Dictionary defines potential as existing in possibilities. Amen. It's not, a, it's not an act, it's in possibilities. Potential cannot be manifested without form. For instance, if you take uh, concrete and you put it in a round bucket, amen, it takes the form. Oh, I wish I had somebody. That's what potential is. You have to let your potential rise to the level of God's potential. You are qualified because of God's potential. For instance, the Bible says I can do all things. See, potential through Christ. I am more than a conqueror. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. It causes us to rise above our limitations. It allows us to let God's potential be in us. You see, Psalm 18.35, he says, You gave me your shield of victory, and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. Potential. King David is here as a boy not really knowing his potential, not really understanding what he had in us, in him. So I always say you never overlook a little child. You never overlook a person because you never know in the proper environment, with the proper care and the proper information, they could rise to be great. I hear it all the time. There's always, there's greatness in all of us. But I believe that you cannot get to greatness if it's not cultivated. Your potential in God is great. But without the proper environment, without the proper discipleship, without the proper care, without the proper information, you and I will stay the same. Think about this. Saul, in the previous verses, when he offered to clothe David with his armor, did not see David's potential. I'm trying to help somebody. Amen. Nor did Goliath. You see, what they were looking before them, what they saw, amen, was just this young, inexperienced boy who hadn't been through nothing in life. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help somebody. Here's the thing. If no one has ever talked to you about your potential, it is possibly why you and I are still where we, where we are now. 
Amen. You see, because sometimes it becomes difficult, amen, in the, in the race of life and in the battles of life, and especially when you're facing giants, to see your God-given potential. Do I have anybody here today who want to find out, who want to tap into, come on, somebody, who want to live up to your God? given potential. We find that David decided that he's going to go in his potential. He's going to go in what God has given him. I told you last week that he made a decision that he was not going to carry on with Saul's clothes. He's going to operate in what God has given him. I'm trying to help you with something. Oftentimes we're great imitators. We see one person doing something, so we decide that that's the thing to do. And we try this and we try that and we try another thing only to always fail because we're not living up to our, come on and help me somebody, to our God-given potential. There's nothing wrong with imitation as long as you put your touch to it. Come on, somebody. But oftentimes what I find is that when we face giants in life, amen, giants will cause you to miss your potential, to never believe in yourself. Amen. Here he is, nine-foot man. <laughs> amen. Full, got his armor on, he's, he's clothed. And watch this. He's already intimidated the army of Israel, including the king. Imagine if your leader, come on, somebody, runs at the first sight of adversity, and you still have to follow him. I, I admire the, the Ukraine's president. I admire him because he made a stand that he's going to stay and fight for what he believes in. As a matter of fact, he's facing a giant right now. They are outnumbered. Come on, help me somebody. They're outmanned. They, they, they don't have what Russia has. But he's still in the fight. Come on, help me somebody. If anybody, if we need a 21st century look at what it looks like to face a giant, there's a good one for you. I'm talking to somebody here. I believe that that man knows the potential of his people, the potential of his country, the potential of what could be. Just because you face difficulties in life, it doesn't cause, it shouldn't cause us to stop dreaming. To stop believing. Do I have a witness? The Bible says in verse, here in verse 41, David is armed with his five smooth stones and his slingshot. And he's approaching this giant. Text says, then the Philistine came and he approached David. 
look how he approached him with his shield bearer in front of him. Imagine that. Amen. So I believe that if you're going to live up to your or find your God-given potential, the first thing you have to do is don't avoid difficult situations. Oftentimes we run from difficult situations. The only way that we can really find out what we're made of is if you face your giant. Do I have anybody? Listen, listen. You see, even when, listen, even David was not pushed into service. David volunteered for service. Tell your neighbor, don't avoid difficult situations. Are you with me? Listen, listen. The army is running. David's like, come on, give him here. I want him. Listen, he could have went home. He could have avoided this situation all the way around. But the beautiful thing about David, I believe, is that David knew his God. I don't know what the Ukraine president is fighting with, but I know that we know the Lord. Do I have somebody? And oftentimes when we face things in life, we forget the God that we serve. We forgot, we forget all the things that he has done for us. We forget that back in the day, re recently, a couple hours ago, you made it to church. Come on, somebody. He gave you traveling grace. Come on, somebody. He woke you up this morning. He gave you waking up grace. So if you and I need more evidence of who God is, David wasn't fighting in his potential. He was fighting in God, God's potential. See, he could have avoided it altogether. He could have said, this is not my fight. Come on and help me, somebody. And isn't that what we do sometimes when we go to work, when we go to school, when we're in, when we're in our relationships? This ain't my fight. I'm going to sit this one out. We, we don't want to face Could have mind his business. Tell your neighbor your potential will never be realized until you face your giant. You see, your giant will reveal what's really in you. Situations will reveal you get into an argument with somebody and you F-bombed them and G-bombed them and all that. That's what's in you. Don't say amen. Y'all got quiet right there, sis. Whatever's in you is going to come out. It will come out. But here's the thing. Your potential can be seen in the midst of difficult circumstances. Are you with me? Look what the text says next. <laughs> when the first time Philistine looked and saw David. He disdained him. Now that word disdain, the verb means to hold in contempt or to disrespect someone. Amen. It, it means to literally despise them that instantly you got hate in your heart for him. This wasn't no like, 
oh yeah, I, I don't like you. This was deep disrespect. And here's what I believe that happens to some of us when we face difficult situations, and especially when we face our giants and why we don't live up to our potential, our God-given potential. Number two, don't let disrespect distract you. So they called you out your name. So they disrespect your mama. Don't talk about my mama. Oh, y'all ain't trying to hear me. Do you not know that that's a distraction? Let me help you with something in the, in the, in the sport of combat. You don't win with strength. You win in the head of the person. It's all about right here. If you can set up shot. Are y'all here? Is the mic on? In the mind of your enemies. Amen. And you disrespect them. And you throw them off their what? What do you think Goliath was doing? You think he was really afraid of David? I don't think so. But he had something in the back of his mind that caused him to say, man, I don't care. He was looking at David as an underdog, and he thought he was nothing. But in that, the way he approached him, watch this now. The question is, are you going to believe the stuff that people are saying about you that is not true, that's disrespect to throw you off your game? I got a sneaky suspicion today that many of us are not living up to our potential because we're like, that person disrespected me. Really? See, they are now living right here. You see, because here's the thing. Unless their actions come behind their disrespect, it's just words. I'm trying to help somebody here today. See, see, when the Philistine looked at David, amen, he disdained him. He disrespected him to the deep, to the utmost. Sometimes we get caught up in words when people disrespect us to throw us off our game. David could have gotten caught up in the disrespect. Watch this. But David wasn't fighting because, of because he disrespected him. David was facing him because he disrespected his God. Wrong person. Listen, now maybe, maybe it's the Jews. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this, y'all. David's fight. You got to know why you're fighting, y'all. You could talk about me, you could talk about my mama, you could talk about my children, but you talk about my God. See, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. David said, you disrespected my God, that's why I'm standing here. 
Watch this, watch this. Oftentimes we can't get to our potential because we're caught up in the cursing out we got. And we won't let it go. Y'all won't say amen? Some of y'all won't say amen right now. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. I want you to repeat after me, neighbor. You ready? You ready? Don't take it personal. In the game of life, listen to me. In the game of life, the devil will always try to keep you at a loser status and not at your champion potential. And he will, he will use psychological warfare to break you down. Before he uses physical force. We, we're not living up to our potential because we're all caught up in the district. They disrespect me. They disrespect me. They disrespect me. Yeah. Have they done anything to you? They're already living right here. I done, I done messed up. Look what text says. He says, for he was what? Brother what? Verse 42. He was but a youth, and he was what? Now, let me, let me, let me help somebody with this now, because there's a lot of different views on this next part of this verse. The word ruddy means red. All right? Uh, David was um, fair complexion, but he had freckles. That's... that's that's what most people say, right? Now, some people believed that the description here is talking about the color of his skin. All right? <laughs> Got to be careful in interpretation. He was young, and he had freckles. <laughs> but the text says he was handsome. Got it? Here's the thing about life and race, and all this other stuff. We either get caught up in the right thing, or we get caught up in the wrong thing, or we get caught up in this race card thing. But I want you to know something. The reason why I believe that many of us have been oppressed for so long, because we get caught up in the wrong fight. It ain't about color as a Christian. It's about your heritage now. It's about your lineage now. You are no longer black, white, Puerto Rican, Chinese. In Christ, we are one. But here's what messes up our potential. You ready? Third thing. Don't develop an inferior complex. Because of your youthfulness. Because of the way you look. Because people look down on you for two reasons. And that is to develop. Listen, they look down on you because of the color of your skin or because of your youthfulness or because of your status in life. Listen, listen, many of us are not living up to our potentials because we got an inferior complex. What is an inferior complex? Think about it. It's you not seeing yourself as God sees you. It's you not believing what God says about you. 
If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All oh, things are blessing. You look into my past, I'm going to remind you about your future. Every time the devil tells you about your past, you remind him of his future. He does not have a future. It's over for him. But an when people are, have an inferior complex, they're insecure. They're always checking their clothes. Always trying to make sure they... Oh, yeah. Either because they're too young or something else going on. I want to help you with something. This man, David, this boy, David, did not allow Goliath's strategy to take his potential. Watch the text. You ready? Verse 43. The Philistines said to David, man, am I a dog that you come and stand with me with sticks? And what did the Philistine, what did he do, y'all? What did he do? He, he, he cursed David. I just said he cussed him out. You ever been cussed out before? You say, what's that got to do with my potential? You keep replaying it. He kept cussing, he cussed him out. So what's the next point, Pass? You ready? <sighs> headspace. How much real estate does your Goliath have in your head, right? Living rent-free. Imagine David, a little boy, being cussed out by a giant. And he's just standing there looking at him. Why aren't you living up to your potential? Are you believing the lies of the enemy? Goliath didn't th think that David had opponent potential. Write it down. He didn't believe that he had opponent potential. So the final insult came when Goliath saw him and took one look at him and said, man, you ain't nothing. Why do we hold on to the negative things that people have said about us and we can never remember the good things that people have said about us? Think about that for a minute. If you're going to live up to your God-given potential, you cannot allow words, negative words. You ever, you ever notice when you wake up, you think about it? So you drown it out with the TV. You drown it out with noise. Satan is after your potential. 
And what he really wants to do, he really wants to live in your mind. Tell your neighbor it's time for an eviction. Come on, come on, y'all. Verse 44. Y'all didn't get that. Verse 44, the Philistines also said to David, come here, come to me. And look what he says. He says, I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the what? Come to me. And I will give your flesh. This, this sounds bodily, doesn't it? This is, a deep, this is deep, right? So what did I tell you? Number one, don't avoid difficult situations. Don't let disrespect distract you. Don't develop a what? Don't let negative words get into your head. And lastly, don't let threats derail you. Threats. And that's all they are until you get into the battle. You know why? Because you are a champion. And if you believe the threats, you're already defeated. Your potential lies in, in the balance. If you believe the lies of the enemy, if you believe the threats of the enemy, you and I will never live up. I understand why people don't face their giants. Because the giants have already gotten, listen, this same strategy that Goliath used with David here in verse 41 to 44 is the same one he used for the whole army of Israel. And he didn't even lift a finger to stop him. All he used was what? Words. The most important thing we can do with our lives is to understand our purpose and release our potential so that we can plant seeds of hope, love, encouragement, faith in the lives of others. You know, if you're looking for a house, you know, you got these people that go out and they find these fixer-uppers, right? You find these houses and all, it looks a mess, right? And so you, you, you're looking for a house with, number one, with, with a couple of things. Number one, with a limited budget. So you find a, 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 a fixer-up. Another guy sees the work that has to be done, but you see potential. Come on, help me, somebody. Sometimes we only see the work that has to be done in our lives. Come on, somebody. But you got to see the potential. God, the renovator, sees the potential and the pleasure he will get from finishing the house. And so as I leave you today, I want to encourage you to start living up to your God-given potential. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Let, let me say this, y'all. This, 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 this really got next to me here because I see people with great potential. They ain't doing nothing. And I realize there's nothing physically wrong with them. 
Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. There's nothing physically wrong with you. You say, well, I'm lazy. No, I don't think you're lazy. I believe that the enemy has defeated you in the mind. That issues of life has stepped in and has caused you to be paralyzed. And until you decide to face your giant, uh, you're going to continue to be defeated. Continue looking at everybody else with envy because they started at the same time and they're here and you're there. It wasn't because you didn't have opportunity. It's because possibly, maybe, you have given in to some of the devices of Satan psychologically. Emotionally, spiritually. And the only way to get out of that is if you come to Christ and you say, God, I give you, I give you all of my insecurities because I want to live up to my potential. Some of you need to serve an eviction notice on the enemy. He's living rent-free in your mind. You give the appearance that you're thinking positive, but you're not. And if you need prayer today, why don't you come? I'll pray for you. That you can live up to your God-given Potential. Would you come this morning? You've allowed the threats of the enemy to derail you. You know what it means to be derailed? To take a different course. To fall off the track. See, got to know what a, what a train looks like. It's on a path. Imagine today, you today, imagine today, right this second, right now, you can change the course and the direction of your life by making one move, by stepping out your seat and coming to Christ and saying, God, I give you all of this. See, I, I don't play in church, y'all. I, I don't play when it comes down to this piece right here. I don't play at all in church. You know why? Because it's a serious moment where your life can take a different direction. People's lives are in the balance. And so if you've been derailed, if you've been thrown off by words and attitudes and difficulties and all these different things in your life and you need prayer today I want to pray for you if you're here today and you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ there's only one name under heaven that has been given to men by which we must be saved and his name is Jesus Christ 
And the only way to be saved is to ask Christ into your heart. But here's the thing. Then the journey begins. I realized for years I was not living up to my God-given potential. You say, why are you doing so much? Be careful of people who are trying to stop you from doing all the things you want to do. Because they, they think they got to help you. If you live up to your God-given talent, God-given potential, you don't need nobody to help you. God going to send you somebody to help you. That's what's up. For real. He said, how are you doing? No, I ain't doing that. I got to do more. We got one chance at this. One chance. One chance at this life. This life. I ain't believe that. How many believe that in all of you there is potential? What is potential? <laughs> it must take a form. In other words, you have to take your life and put it in Christ, and then it'll begin, he'll begin to shape you into the person he wants you to be. We as believers cannot live apart from him, for we will never live up to our God-given potential if we're trying to be like anybody else other than Jesus. I realize this. I recognize this, and I've come to accept this as part of the Christian life. Yeah, they're good examples around you. But you use them as examples and you try to be you. Not try, you be you, who God created you to be. But you got to discover that and you'll never discover that if you're not growing, if you're not developing, if you're not praying, if you're not serving. No. That's why some of us are so feel so stuck. Because we're not doing what God has called us to do. The body has many parts. And you're one of them. And until you and I get into that place. We will never see.
See, I wanted you, Lord, that I want y'all to hear this. Because it's not just you that's going. The Lord, you don't talk a lot. The Lord wanted everybody to hear that. And some of us are in the same boat. We ain't listening. Come on. God been telling you to leave that alone. Do this. Do that. Serve me. But see, here's the thing. I'm getting ready to start a series. Lessons from the lows. L-O-L-O-A-V-E-S. Lows. It sounds like lows when I say it. Here's the thing. The storms will reveal your heart. And that's what you just went through. Because God has shown you miracles. And then he puts you in the storm. And he puts us in the storm to show us what's really in here. You know what's really in here? Hardness. Hardness of heart. I know when people are not happy. Been in this thing long enough to know when people are not happy, when they're just coming with the mask on. I can tell people who have joy. Until this change, until he says, when they came out the storm, Jesus said this to them. Did you not get any insight from the loaves? Or is your heart so hardened? Let me tell you something. You keep walking around saying, oh, I know my heart's hard. That ain't nothing to brag about. Matter of fact, you need to fix that right away. Actually, you can't fix your heart. How do you fix a hardened heart? You surrender it to Christ. You say, God, here's my heart. My brother, that's what you're saying today. Things are not going well for you because you're not listening. Your listening is linked to your heart. And so today we will pray that God will restore you back to a place where you can begin to listen again. Both of you. Amen. Why do I say that? Let me tell you what Satan wants to do in this church. He wants to destroy the marriages. Because he don't want no good example. He wants to destroy the single people. He wants to destroy you because why? Because your testimony will lead somebody else to him. But I encourage y'all to stay the course. Fight the good fight. Face your giant. And can I say, can I say this? Can I ask a question? Can I ask this question? I know we go. Listen to me. Is it that hard to live for? Let, let me ask you this. Is living a blessed life not what we all want? Why would we choose anything else? But for some reason, it seems to me like when we start getting blessed, 
stop forgetting. We stop listening because we forget the loaves. We forget the miracles and how we got there. When you arrive to your blessings, don't forget how you got there. Amen. Let's stand. Amen. Let me pray for these people here. Let's stand. Let's stand. Father, thank you. God, I thank you for the ministering moment in this church. I thank you for the power that resides in this church. I thank you for the people in this church, God. I pray for Bruce right now as he has turned his heart back over to you and surrendered himself back to you, God. He says he's going to listen, Lord. He couldn't sleep because he understands, God, that he can't do it no way but the way you want him to do it. Pray for Crystal and pray for our family and pray for Reverend Stewart, God. And Lord, I just pray for everyone here, those watching online, Father, help us to live up, God, to our God-given potential. Release all negativity from our minds and allow us to live. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Give God a hand clap of praise. Vision Church, win. Disciple, develop. God bless you.